Welcome back to the Jewish Growth Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. It's great to be with you today. Issues like the veracity of Torah and the Bible's historical truth are topics of great interest and importance. Here's a basic fact. The Torah makes claims about history, from the Exodus to Revelation at Sinai. So a question we grapple with is, is the Torah's record accurate? Did God actually speak to the Jewish people at Sinai? These are issues that are important to you and me today because we're passionate about Judaism. The, these topics have also been at the center of Jewish debate for centuries. For many people with a traditional approach to Judaism, the very account of Revelation at Sinai is understood as evidence that God spoke to the Jewish people. As Rabbi Yehuda Levi discusses in the Kuzari, the very claim that God spoke to an entire nation is unique in human history. This is a claim that's not easy to make. In fact, national revelation is such a difficult thing to claim that no other people than Israel have made it. Other religions and groups have advanced claims that one or several leaders experienced revelation and then transmitted that. But the claim of a national revelation is a daring claim only attempted by the Jews. To be sure, this is a very involved conversation beyond the scope of this talk. But my point is that Revelation at Sinai lies at the center of any conversation about the historical truth of Torah. Did Hashem speak to the Jewish people at Sinai? We can see in our times how much people struggle with this. A couple years ago, Dr. Rabbi Joshua Berman wrote a book called Anima Amin, Biblical Criticism, Historical Truth, and the 13 Principles of Faith. Therein, Berman examines Orthodox beliefs about the Bible versus those of academia and Bible critics. The book was very popular throughout the Orthodox world, an indication of how important this issue is to people. The claim of Revelation at Sinai stands at the center of this debate about the Torah. But here's a thought. Perhaps the description of Revelation itself in the Torah can shed light on our approach to this important issue. There is actually a standout verse that should be studied as we consider what it means to hear the word of God. The Torah in Exodus 20.15 teaches us, The entire nation saw the sounds and the lightning and the sound of the shofar, and the entire mountain smoked with fire. And the people saw and they trembled, and they stood from afar. The verse teaches us a startling idea. The word of God emanated in a coal, a sound. Although a sound is normally perceived audibly, when we stood at Sinai, the Torah says, the Jewish people saw the sound. How do we make sense of seeing the sound? Was this a one-time miraculous occurrence of human beings seeing sounds? Rashi argues that this was another miraculous element when he writes that they saw what is heard, a phenomenon that is impossible in other contexts. But if this is a one-time event, impossible in other contexts, what does that mean for you and me? As we try to unpack this compact verse, as you may have guessed, there are different ways of looking at or translating this Pasuk. In fact, the Midrash quotes a dispute in the matter between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Yishmael, the verse by itself is not saying anything unusual other than the fact that it's describing Revelation. Rabbi Shmuel comments that they saw what was visible and they heard what was audible. In other words, the verse might be translated more along the lines of perceiving the sound in the thunder or seeing the lightning. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva 
affirms the extra-miraculous nature of this verse. He comments that Israel saw what was audible, and they heard what was visible. Now, to be sure, they saw the sounds can be explained in a more mundane manner. For example, we have a verse in Devarim, Deuteronomy, which states, You have been shown, you have seen, been shown to see, to know that I am Hashem, your God. That verse uses the verb to see in the context of understanding a matter, namely that God is the creator. And in this line of thinking, our verse here about Revelation in Exodus 20 can also be understood as seeing in the sense of absorbing the events that took place at Sinai. In fact, in our Haftarah, the Navi too presents the idea of seeing in terms of understanding. Yeshayahu says to us that surely you hear but do not comprehend, and surely you see but you fail to know. So both hearing and seeing can indicate comprehension, absorbing ideas or even information. On the other hand, the verse about Revelation is unique. Exodus 20.15 does not claim that you saw that Hashem is God or you saw some sort of idea or concept. Instead, the verse goes out of its way to say that you saw the sounds. Kolot, in the plain sense, means an audible sound. The verse seems to read to say that they saw what is normally heard or audible. And Rabbi Kiva then is faithful to the plain meaning of the verse. But if Rabbi Kiva and Rashi following him, in contrast with Rabbi Ishmael, understand this verse as seeing the sound, what does this teach us about our connection to the Word of God? The Kli Yakar was a 16th century Torah commentary, and he remarks in this passage asking, how was it that they saw what is audible? He offers a fascinating insight. He writes that each utterance that emanated from the mouth of God materialized, and had so much substance that the Jewish people saw all of the letters hovering in the air, flying, as it were, in letters written before them. With these comments, the Kliyakar adds a physical explanation to the matter. Israel saw the sounds in the sense of seeing the manifestation of the letters. And the crux of his commentary is that the word of God emanated in a way that could be both heard and seen. In other words, God's word at Sinai was tangible. The Jewish people not only heard the sounds, they saw and experienced God's word. Sinai was not just a prophecy. It was a full human experience where people experienced God's word in a deep and a tangible way. When we read the Torah, we learn about great historical events. The Jewish people were enslaved and then plagues occurred and eventually we left Egypt and entered the land of Israel. The natural question of the modern thinker is, did these events actually occur? What does the historical record say about this? Now, to be sure, these are important topics of study. But as we examine this picture of Revelation, there's something much more here than a mere physical event. The Jewish people experienced the word of God in a visceral way. Exodus 20.15 cannot be proven through any historical record. And yet, it speaks deeply to who we are as a people. We are a people who experience the Word of God. This can happen in any number of ways, and sometimes it's just the sheer power of the Torah. When you read the words of the Ten Commandments, or the Song of Songs, or Tehillim, Page of Talmud, or Chumash with Rashi, or even the Haggadah, there's riveting insights that hit you so deeply from our sources. It's not that there's a scientific proof that this Rashi is the Word of the Creator. 
And yet at the same time, you may have had that experience where a verse or a commentary hits something deep inside of you. Just this morning, I was texting with a friend about some Torah insights into human psychology, insights that were thousands of years ahead of their time. And in these moments of experiencing that power of Torah, we experience the Word of God. In the course of life, we look out at the world, and there's so much that amazes us, from smartphones to modern medicine to a whole array of modern types of wisdom. And yet, a society that's missing this rich Word of God is lacking something fundamental. What other source of wisdom teaches us morals and ethics and how to thrive as a human being in every situation, regardless of geography, across millennia of time? What other discipline teaches us how to develop as full human beings in a comprehensive manner? The Torah teaches us to sanctify time, marriage, business, every activity under the sun. When we experience this power of the Word of God, we are experiencing something greater than any archaeological proof could provide. We are experiencing the actual power of that coal, that voice of Sinai, entering our lives and reverberating into our world. Back to our verse. When the Torah states that the entire people saw the sounds, Rashi comments that there was no blind people amongst no blind person amongst the Je- Jewish nation. The Maharal of Prague elaborates on this, Rashi, saying that there was no blind person at Sinai because all of the ill were healed by the Torah. Ani Hashem Rofecha, I am God, your healer, means that the word of God is the ultimate source of healing. And this idea, by the way, is echoed in our Haftarah, which states that the Jewish people hardened their ears and sealed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. And understand with their heart and repent and become healed. In these words, Isaiah himself is giving us a revelation. Opening yourself to the sounds and the sight of the Torah leads to repentance and even to healing. The healing at Sinai was so great that there was no blind person amongst them. As the Maharal explains, the Torah brings a person to that level where they are clinging to a level where there is no deficiency and only perfection. And the fascinating thing about these verses in Isaiah from our Haftarah is that these verses come hundreds of years after Sinai. And yet, as Yeshayahu indicates, in his days too, it was possible to see and to hear the word of God. And what's more, the word of God not only brings about repentance, but it brings about healing, refuah. And so as we go back to Exodus 20.15, we have in one single verse something that is a revelation of what it means to be a Jew. To be a Jew is not merely to learn about historical facts and events. It's about an experience of the Word of God. There are many arguments that one could utilize to demonstrate the veracity of the Torah. The Torah is a radical document, a watershed of human morals and ethics. It's all that, and it's even something more. It's an experience. The Jewish people stood at Sinai. They saw the sounds. The Word of God entered into them in a palpable way. We can see this play out in many ways in history. Two weeks ago, we mentioned Thomas Paine and Common Sense. Paine was an atheist who wanted to construct an argument for human freedom. A great deal of his argument comes from the book of Exodus. Why? Because our Torah is a foundation for human freedom and dignity. This is just one example of how the Word of God is healing. If you look to societies that are devoid of connection to the Word of God, it's not pretty there in those places because they don't have a real basis for the dignity of mankind. How do we know that the Torah is legitimate? 
As you delve into the Torah, you are going to come across questions, questions about history, archaeology, and what the historical record does or does not say about the ancient Torah. These are important questions, and yet those questions are not the end of the story, not the total question. A critical issue for us to explore is the experience of Torah, reading the Torah, experiencing it, delving into it, turning it over again and again. So as you go about your Jewish life, allow yourself to be struck by the vision and the grandeur, the great moral and ethical postulates, and the beautiful verses and passages. When you open up yourself to the impact of Torah, its beauty and its encompassing wisdom, you are experiencing the word of Hashem. And as you allow yourself to perceive the word of God and be stirred by the thunder, you too will see the sound of Sinai. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Word Podcast.